What I can say is that it is clear that this is one of New Zealand's darkest days. Fifty people were murdered, and another fifty were left wounded by shootings at two different mosques in Christchurch, New Zealand. In response, New Zealand lawmakers are looking to ban a range of semi-automatic weapons and implement a gun buyback scheme. Should they do it? That's the question two opposing news stories will be answering today on the flip side. The horrific shootings in Christchurch, New Zealand, took place on Friday, March 15th. In the weeks following the tragedy, New Zealand has taken quick action by attempting to tighten its gun control policies. Lawmakers proposed a bill on Tuesday that would ban many semi-automatic weapons and institute a gun buyback in which the government would do just that, buy your gun from you. Gun control has been a point of political contention for years, especially in America. News sources, columnists, and lawmakers have drawn various conclusions from these incidents and proposed policies. We'll hear two perspectives on this issue over the next few minutes. We'll start with the side in favor of the policy changes. New Zealand is taking its first steps to implement additional and necessary gun restrictions in response to the tragic events in Christchurch. Both of the policies, a ban on some semi-automatic weapons as well as a gun buyback, are looking to take many assault weapons off the streets. These recent changes just seem like common sense. This was not an acceptable thing to have happen in their country, and they were going to do whatever it is that was possible to do to regulate and make their country safer. The ban is only instituted on a selection of semi-automatic weapons, including the firearm model used in the murder of 50 people. Citizens will still be allowed to buy guns and satisfy their hunting needs, but will be barred from purchasing these unnecessarily lethal firearms. Lawmakers have also recognized the past precedent for a gun buyback in these gun control policies in Australia. For example, the shooter legally bought weapons and wasn't on any watch list in New Zealand. However, he would not have been able to buy a gun or avoid a watch list if he had been in Australia. Australia implemented a gun buyback plan in the past when it collected about 650,000 guns in 1996 and 97. Harvard researchers found that suicide and homicide rates both decreased by about 50%. Past data has also been on the side of gun control in general. A 2015 study conducted by Harvard University using numbers from the FBI and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention reported that firearm assaults were 6.8 times more common in the states with the most guns versus those with the least. Also, in states like Alabama and Louisiana, with easier gun regulations, the rate of deaths by firearm per 100,000 people is more than four times higher than in New York and Massachusetts, which have some of the strictest gun laws in the country. And all of this change is in memory of the lives that were lost on that tragic Friday afternoon. On the freedom of any one of us to pra who practices their faith or religion is not welcome here. Violence and extremism in all its forms is not welcome here. Yet there are persons who are not as shaken by the incidents in Christchurch 
and do not back these new policies that will reduce the chance of another mass shooting. And until politicians take action, we will continue to see mass shootings happen, both in New Zealand and across the world. Lawmakers on the other side of the world are attempting rapid change after a mass shooting, and it's fair to say that they've jumped the gun. For years, activists and politicians alike have pushed for action against gun violence. From banning guns to going after the NRA, this group of people have been very vocal in the modern political world. Yet many would say that they fail to see the point, the actual cause of this violence. Data and common sense have shown that the problem is not the guns. We can trace this issue to the killers holding them. Is this a reasonable answer to the massacre that took place last week? It's an emotionally reasonable answer, but it's not a factually reasonable answer. There are some 1.2 million guns in New Zealand. In 2017, the entire country of New Zealand had 35 murders. Most of those, or at least many of those, were not with a gun in the first place. So they're now talking about criminalizing... Still, lawmakers in New Zealand are pushing these restrictive gun policies despite the world's past experience with the effects of gun control. For example, Australia attempted a gun buyback in 1996, and it had very little effect on Australia's gun violence. While gun violence in general did decrease in the years following the buyback, the numbers were already decreasing before the plan was implemented, meaning that the buyback didn't cause these decreases. A 2016 American Medical Association study found no evidence of a statistically significant effect on gun control on the pre-existing downward trend of the firearm homicide rate due to the Australia gun buyback. We can also see the impacts of lighter gun control when legal gun owners need to use their firearm in defensive situations. For example, a 55-year-old male named Stephen Williford was in his home near First Baptist Church in Texas when he heard the sound of gunfire. He grabbed his rifle and fired twice at the shooter, hitting him once. The shooter then drove off in his truck with Williford in hot pursuit. The data on gun control is, in general is on the side of gun owners as well. According to the Crime Prevention Research Center in 2014, six out of every 10 shootings are carried out with handguns, not the semi-automatic or assault rifles that politicians in New Zealand are hoping to Look, ban. You can ban anything you like, uh, you can make rule changes any which way you like, but essentially the bad guys in America will always be able to get guns. After a tragedy like the one in New Zealand, taking action is popular. But lawmakers have proven themselves far too ready to make moves without knowing their full impacts. And this political strategy doesn't show signs of stopping. That's it for the flip side today, but one last thing. These proposals have been found to be extremely popular among lawmakers in New Zealand. On Tuesday, April 2nd, the New Zealand Parliament conducted its first of three votes on the new two policies, the partial ban and the buyback. Only one of the 120 lawmakers voted against the proposal. Thanks for taking the time to listen. The flip side is available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Stitcher for both Apple and Android devices. It also helps us out 
if you would take two minutes to rate and review us. Behind the scenes, we have Noah. Kagi is our music and audio producer. Tabitha Reeves is our social media consultant. And Aurelie Peterson is our graphic designer. It's April 5th. We'll see you next week.